Social Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, uh, who's the National Freedom Party's parliamentary leader, Ahmed Sheikh Imam. Thank you very much for joining us, Honorable. Uh, always a pleasure having you. Very good evening to you and all our listeners out there, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to join you on the air tonight. So we are aware that there are higher education institutions and uh, companies, private companies, that have taken up a workplace mandatory vaccination policy. But you, as the National Freedom Party, are saying that we shouldn't be, you know, gearing towards a vac- mandatory vaccination policy um, in the absence of a government policy. Uh, take us through your views around this. Well, yes, you know, first of all, before I get there, let me say this that there's not much evidence to convince ordinary South Africans that the vaccine is indeed effective. It would appear to me that the anti-vaxxers have done more convincing to the South African public than the National Department of Health and the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority has ever done. I personally have repeatedly requested an engagement between both sides so that the people on the ground will have a clear picture and understanding of what the vaccine is all about, whether it is safe and whether it is going to be effective. And that has not happened. For some reason or the other, the National Department of Health and SEPRA have not been forthcoming into one to engage with the experts from the anti-vaccine. That's the first problem we've got. We know that people have taken the vaccine. Many of them are saying it's out there. I am one of them that has taken both my vaccines. There are many of them saying that after taking the vaccine, they've either had blood clots, they didn't feel well, We also know that some have died. Some have had severe COVID. They've had it the second time or the third time after taking the vaccines. Those that may have died, we are not saying that they died as a result of the vaccine. It could have been comorbidities and things. Like we're also saying that many people that might have died that we are now reporting them as COVID, that may not have died of COVID at all. But in the absence of being able to provide evidence on being able to convince the people on the ground that this is effective, how do you go out there and make it mandatory? Now, the South African government has not made it mandatory. Now, so there is no policy in place from government point of view to make it mandatory. Then you have institutions like some of the higher uh, education institutions who have put down certain requirements, even though it's not a policy or government policy, they've put down some requirements which these students have been meeting, a PCR test or an exemption from the vaccine. Now you still get them. When you get them there, you're not allowing them to enter the premises you want them to go and use a separate entrance. They don't have a problem with that, too. And if we listen to what these students are saying, they are saying it is not the vaccine that we have a problem. So 
where does these institutions or these employers get their mandate or authority from to go and enforce this? Either you vaccinate or we treat you differently. It's not there. It's not a policy of government. Government has not done enough. We've had a lot of talk uh, uh, from government perspective on vaccine, and we may do this and we may do that. But if you look at the Constitution, you cannot enforce it and actually force people to take the vaccine if they don't want to. Now, there's another argument that if you don't want to take the vaccine, we want to restrict you because you can infect those that have taken the vaccines. Okay? But on the other hand, you're saying take the vaccine because they're effective. And then we're saying, but people that have taken the vaccine have also been infected. Some of them got uh, 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 severe COVID, and some of them have even died. But the issue here is that if there's no government direction in terms of policy on enforcing a mandatory vaccine, then the institutions or certain employers cannot go ahead and enforce this. I don't think it is fair at all. Now, in terms of the workplace and uh, higher education institutions being part of the workplace, um, I am aware that, um, was it uh, late last year, around June uh, last year, 2021, the Department of um, you know, Government issued out that uh, Department of Labor, there are guidelines that uh, employers who are wishing to go into mandatory vaccinations should go into, and this was gazetted, you know, around um, certain measures that could be taken in place in a workplace to ensure that you know everyone is 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 is, is safe, uh, relatively so. And obviously, these did take into consideration some of the occupational health and safety directions. So yes, right now um, there isn't a government policy per se for a mandatory vaccination for the entire country. But in terms of the workplace, there has been um, you know some sort of guideline that was issued in this particular uh, gazette. What would you say about that? Because that's what most of these employers are working on. I mean, they obviously did their assessments, um, which was something that they had to do according to Occupational Health and Safety Act 85 of 1993. They did their assessment and and submitted, and their companies were granted that they could have the, the mandatory vaccination. So what can we say about this? Does this mean that there's a disparity between what government is doing as a general blanket uh, approach, or um, and the disparity would be between that and the individual organizations? Now, now, you know, first of all, they lack consistency. The second thing is that if government believes that, yes, indeed, particularly those at the workplace, it is going to assist them, particularly for those that have already taken their vaccines, and there's a risk for those that have not vaccinated and that you need to uh, ensure that uh, 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 the workplace, particularly you have the necessary measures put in place for socially distancing and things like that. Now, let's look at it from a broader sense. Let's look at your taxis, let's look at your airplanes, let's look at all your supermarkets, your retail outlets, your malls, let's look at it. Where is the enforcement? There's absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing. In fact, I have repeatedly drawn the attention to government and the National Department of Health. What is the point in making regulations if it is not enforced? 
That's the first problem we've got. The second thing is this, you are saying to the workplace or to the, and I, in this particular instance, if you say to the universities, yes, indeed, you are able to take these measures into consideration to protect your staff, to protect some of the students and things, then why not government creates that environment? Why doesn't government ensure that that policy is put in place to say it's going to be mandatory? But you can't leave it open-ended. You certainly can't do that. Now, on the one hand, you're saying that it's not mandatory. In terms of the Constitution, you have a right. On the other hand, now let's take these students, for example. When they go into this premises, they're going to socialize, whether we like it or not, during the breaks, during the lectures, whatever it is, they're going to socialize. They socialize before they get there. They socialize when they leave there. What are you trying to achieve? All right. Um, honorable, honorable, before, honorable, honorable yes. before you continue, I'd like to remind the A-teamers, the lines are always open on this show. You can call at any time. I'm seeing messages coming in saying, open the line so we can comment, all in caps and exclamation marks. But I did say as the show started you're more than welcome to call in to whatsapp to sms at any time because we do take your communication the number is 011-714-2006 there's no time that is specified for you to call on this show you can call at any time anytime you can call now you can whatsapp as well on 0614-104-107 and you can sms on 41391 um let, let's continue i mean we've seen cases here um Cases that have been taken to the CCMA at the beginning of the year um, in January, and it was around an employee who was refused uh, who refused to get vaccinated in line with her company's workplace policy, and the inquiry was convened by the employer. I'm not going to mention names and. Um, the CCMA issued an arbitration award, concluding that the dismissal for incapacity was fair. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? I mean, this is where we stand right now. There are people who are losing their jobs because they've opted not to vaccinate. Um, but because there is the, 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 the ability or there is the permission for employers who've got the workplace mandatory vaccination approved for them by the Department of Employment and Labor. Um, I mean, they've got that already going. So where does that leave us? And what does that then mean for those people who are working or who are studying at these particular organizations? Well, you know, once again, the problem is from government itself. Government is not given a clear direction on the issue of mandatory vaccines. You are, you've opened up, in fact, uh, the, the only reason, uh, in my view, or the view of the NFP, that the national state of disaster is still in, 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 in operation, is, is, it's more political than anything else. There's absolutely no enforcement. There is very little or no compliance on the ground whatsoever. Now, government cannot leave this open-ended and say that businesses and institutions may take the necessary measures if they want to do that. They need to give clear direction because they are contradictory. On the one hand, you're saying it's your constitutional right to decide whether you want to be vaccinated or not. Okay, we cannot force you to do that, so we can't make it mandatory. On the other hand, what are you doing is you're saying to these people, to these businesses, or you're saying to these institutions, you can enforce it. 
You can't do that because in any event, even though the CCMA have already on this pronounced that uh, in, in, in favor of the employer, it's a matter that needs to be appealed on because government has made it very clear All that right. it's not mandatory for you to take the vaccine. Let me go to the lines. I've got Atima Maggie on the line. Good evening, Maggie. Oh, hi. Love your programs. Um, yes, this is all about a social security, um, having a social security number like they do in communist China. Now, what's going on at the moment in um, Ontario and Canada is um, they are the, the truck drivers were against all this. So now they actually are starving because they've frozen their bank accounts. They've in, taken away their trucks so they can't earn a living, and their children are starving. Then uh, a person in the crowd tried to give them checks to feed their children, and um, they were taken away. The checks were taken away. They weren't allowed to fundraise, and they're going to their homes, and they're threatening their lives. It is absolutely terrible. You know, people in South Africa fought for their freedom. They don't need this in every country in the world. They could all become slaves to this new world order. Trudeau, or whatever his name is, in Canada, the president, Justin, he has got a 40% stake of shares in the vaccine, so he wants as many people vaccinated as possible. And um, one African person um, phoned the radio not so long ago, and he said that every person around him has either had a heart attack, a stroke, or died who's had the vaccine. So please, we just want choice. We just want to keep our freedom in South Africa. We don't want the government to take away our freedom and make us all slaves because if it starts in Canada, it's going to go throughout the whole world and we're going to all become slaves to the new world order. And the people who are making billions, they're not trillionaires. It's people who are doing these vaccines. Please just give us a freedom of choice. Thank you for calling in, Maggie. Heard you loud and clearly. Um, uh, let me go now to Atima Gachiso. Gachiso, good evening. Uh, this evening, Patricia, and uh, your guest. Good evening, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Patricia, you see, this thing of vaccination, what I like about it is that there is a word mandatory. And this word, it doesn't reflect to us for the first time. And then we become angry. We, especially we Africans, because we have our own uh, medicine and for all diseases, including corona. And these people, they don't want to re- recognize our medicine. Now they are forcing us uh, to take their medicine using this word, this word mandatory. And this word mandatory, it makes me angry because uh, uh, Jesus Christ was, was made mandatory to us. And we were told to, to, to have testimonials. Uh, 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 papers from the church before we were employed. That was the policy of government. Now, I have a problem with your guest who says, this against, yes, I can hear him, this against the vac- uh, mandatory vaccination. We don't need it because we have our own herbs uh, 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 and African medicine to, 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 to fight the, all the diseases, like us. We are using ganja to, uh, to, to fight corona. Uh, corona will never kill us because we are using ganja. And no one is going to force us to, 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 to use their, their vaccine. Because, firstly, these people uh, who are, are, are forcing us their vaccine and rejecting our, our medicine, they are, they, are, they, are very, they are the very same people we know they don't like us. Firstly, 
Uh, I don't know whether I'm going to make uh, a mistake by calling, by saying, by, by starting by saying the Chinese. The Chinese, uh, their medicine cannot uh, uh, heal us. Uh, they come here, they, 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 they employ people, they exploit uh, the numbers, the percentage they, 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 they must uh, employ. They employ their people more percentage and they want to, to make it uh, right. On the other hand, they say they can give us vaccine to save our lives. They are lying. They are lying, these people. I can uh, mention another thing. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, United Nations, they are the very same people Gareso. who colonize us. Hello. Gareso, I just want to ask something. I mean, if you're the, saying the, the medication does not work, is there any scientific proof that the medication doesn't work from your side? Um, because, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll never be one to comment on something that I've never proven. Is there any proof that the medicines do not work? Let me, I'm glad you, you, you asked me that, that, that question, and I'm going to answer you. Uh, these people, always when they, we are saying our medicine is working, they are telling us our, about the, the scientific proof. We don't care about the scientific proof, and then we are not forcing them to use them. We are saying we are going to use them. We, are, we don't care about the scientific proof. We have All been right. using our, our heads without scientific proof. For a very for for a time in memorial, who are these people now? Mm. No, I hear you. So thank you very much for calling in and thank you uh, for, for giving us your, your views. I see the lines are really, really busy. Um, I don't know if Braben is oh yeah, he's saying no, we can't continue because our next guest is holding for us. And I'm going to urge you, A-teamers, I mean, when we start a conversation, don't wait until the end of the conversation um, to, to call in or send your message so we can be able to hear you. Let's um, call in immediately um, when we hear the conversation bubbling and we have our views or questions that want to ask right now we're getting into a social conversation we are raising the bar raising the bar against corruption yeah and you know what this means uh penny milner smythe is going to be joining us social conversations well, she'll be joining us straight after this, and uh, let's just allow um, our um, guest and National Freedom Party's parliamentary leader, Ahmed Sheikh Imam, to just wrap up our conversation. Honorable, please, you've heard our A-teamers, and like I was saying, the lines have been busy. Um, I think a lot of people want to weigh in, but it's one of those conversations that, uh, you know, you you don't know when to cut off, but because of time, we need to. What are your closing comments around the statement that you have uh, issued out? I think what is coming very clear is that the people on the ground are not convinced that the vaccines that you're asking them to take is actually effective and that it works. And that's the biggest problem we've got. It would appear that the anti-vaxxers, I want to say it again, have done more to convince ordinary South Africans and people all over the world that actually it does not work, rather than the authorities who believe in it and promoting these things have done. And that's the biggest problem you've got. So, uh, and, and we've highlighted this time and time again, that they should engage each other so that you can be able to provide evidence to the people on the ground that indeed it is effective. And if you did that, then you're not going to settle the problem. So you cannot blame people that, uh, you know, are not convinced that the vaccine is the right thing to do. That's the problem you're sitting with. And the other thing is this, you've got to come up with a clear policy direction in this matter. You can't just 
governments say that it's not mandatory and then tell businesses and institutions it's up to you to enforce it if you want to. You can't do that. You've got to give clear guidelines. And that's what they're not giving. So that's the other problem that we're actually sitting with. And then you must remember that the anti-vaxxers have done such a fantastic job in convincing people that it, you know, it's either as a result of depopulation or it's pharmaceutical giants that want to... And, and, and let me be honest about this last part about pharmaceutical giants. If you look at the top 20 people, uh, the Forbes uh, richest 20, most of them come from the pharmaceutical industry in any event. Now we've got a new thing. You've just got an outbreak of typhoid, and already they talked about you must start taking the vaccine. So you can see where this is actually heading, over and above the fact that you're expecting the first wave to come sometimes in May. But not enough is being done. And then the biggest problem is this. Normally, it takes you about two years of research and development. These vaccines were prepared in six months. You know, they've identified it, they've manufactured it, they've distributed it, everything in six months. And it's only now you're going through the period of, uh, to, to establish whether it's effective or it's not effective. So it's like a trial and error system, which, which is putting people's lives also at risk. And that's the problem we have. Well, thank you so very much for joining us and uh, for sharing with us uh, where you stand as the National Freedoms uh, Party's parliamentary leader. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Um, Honorable Ahmed um, Sheikh Imam. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good evening.